to Respiratory HQ's Journey to Success podcast, the podcast specifically for RT students because you all are the future of the respiratory therapy profession, and not everything you need for success can be found in your textbooks. I'm Tanya Peel. I am so excited to be here to give you a little guidance and insight, a few tips, maybe a few tricks to help you be successful on your journey through respiratory therapy school. Let's get started. All right, so in last week's episode, we talked about the importance of how you pace yourself through your RT program. And we started talking about PACE as an acronym. The P stand for preparation, and we talked about how to prepare before you start your respiratory therapy program. Today, we're going to talk about assessment. Then the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about commitment and energy. But as we left last week's episode, I asked you to just make a list of the relationships in your life. And that's where we're going to start today, is assessing your relationships. And I'm going to kind of tie this in to money because everybody understands this. So let's say that I decide I am going to start an investment account and I need $5,000 to start that with, but I don't have $5,000 yet, but I need it in the next three months. I have a limited amount of money and now I need to start saving it for that investment account which means I am going to stop doing certain things. Uh, that might be going out to eat. Maybe I don't. we don't go out to eat that much. Maybe it's the manicures and pedicures that I have every two to three weeks. Uh, maybe it's Amazon, because Lord knows half the stuff I need from Amazon, I don't really need from Amazon. But the point is, you shuffle those monetary resources, and you get rid of that which is extraneous so that you can invest it into this account you're trying to build. All right, respiratory therapy school is like this also. You have a limited amount of time, and you are now going to be using a significant amount of time to invest in RT school. You're investing in yourself, and you're investing in your future, your family's future, the future of the respiratory care profession. And when you're investing a significant amount of time, that means you're taking time away from other things. And those other things are typically people. They are your relationships. So this is why I asked you to make a list of the relationships in your life. Because quite honestly, you need to look at that list and you need to prioritize them. There are some relationships in our lives that are so very important to us that we, we don't want to do any damage to them. They, they are what sustains us. So if you can prioritize your relationships, what I would suggest is before you start respiratory therapy school to have a conversation with those important people so that you are all on the same page about the investment of your time towards school. Um, I'm going to give you an example of this. So... I kind of had a little push into starting Respiratory HQ, and that happened about February of this year. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yeah, this is really cool. I can do this. You know, I can, I, I teach all the time. I'll just whip it into an online class and it won't be that big of a deal. Well, I got started doing it, and it was a significant amount of time, much more than I had originally anticipated. So, there was a time that I realized that this was really going to cut into my personal time, which means my home time, which means time with my husband. And so 
we had a conversation about, you know, what I was about to jump off into and how much time it was going to take. And that meant time away from maybe things that we were doing together. And we had that conversation. I didn't ask permission, but I wanted to make sure we were both on the same page about what was going to happen so that that relationship, our relationship, our marriage wouldn't be jeopardized. That was important to me. And so I bet if you look at your list, you can see there's probably going to be some common things. Maybe it is your significant other. Maybe it is your spiritual relationship, your relationship with your children, your parents. Maybe you have friends that are super important to you and you know you need to talk to them. Talk about this time commitment that that you're going to have as you go to our, our T-School because the honest truth is the next year, two years, three years, however long your program is, you're going to be saying no quite often. You just need to be careful that when you say no, you're not always saying no to those relationships that you th- you feel like are your main priority and that when you do spend time in those relationships that are important to you that that time is intentional that you you unplug from RT school and you you unplug from your phone and you spend that quality time with those people that you deem important So I would suggest that you assess these relationships in the beginning, that you have those conversations, and then you assess these relationships periodically. If they are important to you, are you giving those relationships the time that they need while you are in the thick of respiratory therapy school? Also, I want to talk about assessing these relationships Um, in a manner as to how these people are responding to the changes that they see in you. Because honestly, you're going to do some changing as you go through your respiratory therapy program. You're working with different people that have different thought processes. You're learning new material. You're taking care of patients in the hospitals that you have never been around before. You're going to do a tremendous amount of learning. And oftentimes when you learn, that comes with change. We're always looking to change and to better ourselves. And people don't always respond positively to that. So what you're usually going to hear is the, the, the phrase, you've changed. Right, and it's said different ways because you'll have some people that you're close to that say, wow, you've changed. See, that was positive. That means these people are so excited about seeing what you're doing and seeing the changes you're going through and what you're learning and what your potential is. These are the people that are ready to celebrate your success. Those are relationships that sustain you. Okay. Then you'll have the people that say, you've changed. And see how there's a little question there, maybe a little fear in that statement? Because oftentimes when we change and we are going to make a big change in our life, because some of you may be making a different career path 
for yourself. And that when you finish RT school, you are moving in a completely different direction than where you've ever gone before. And that change might impact somebody else's life. And so when you hear people express that question or that fear or trepidation when they say you've changed, it's because they're scared because they don't know what the future holds for them. So if you have family and friends that you're coming across that situation and you're feeling a little tension, have a talk with them. Because a lot of times that fear can be minimized. The fear that they're feeling can be minimized with just a conversation about what's going on with you. But then there are those people that say, uh, talk about your change like this. You've changed. Uh, And then it's usually followed with something like this. You've changed and now you're going to school and you're learning so much you think you're smarter than everybody else. Or you've just gotten this fancy job at the hospital and you're making all this money. I guess you think you're better than everybody else. Do you have those people in your life? Because I've had those people in my lives before. Those people have been friends, and unfortunately, they have been family members. And let me tell you about those type of people. Those type of people don't want to celebrate your success. As a matter of fact, they are jealous of your success, primarily because they don't have it, and they're not willing to do the work to get themselves to that place. They are the people that are afraid you're going to leave them behind and they don't want to do anything to improve your situation. You are, in fact, leveling up and they're remaining at the same level. And rather than try to rise with you, they are trying to drag you back down to their level by using guilt. So let me tell you this. Just because you are getting an education and moving into a new profession and bettering your life and your family's life, that doesn't mean you're better than everybody else. It just means you're a better version of yourself. And there is never anything wrong with that. So ignore the naysayers. Because what you're doing moving to that next level, you're going to find that there are friends that you're going to make at that higher level. And when you decide to level up the next time, there will be friends there also. The fact is, just the word change means you will change and your friends will change and, and your mannerisms will change. Embrace that because you're bettering yourself, your education, and our profession. Okay, so the second thing I want to talk about in terms of assessment is how you are spending your downtime. Because quite honestly, we waste a lot of times doing things that are not effective, they're not beneficial, they're not restorative, and I'm talking about our cell phones and social media. You know what I'm talking about. We've all been caught up with having a little bit of downtime and we think, oh, I'm going to check Instagram. I'm going to check Facebook. Maybe I'll look at TikTok and that one video ends up being, you look up and 45 minutes has elapsed. That's not an effective use of our time. And I am as guilty of this as anybody else. Um, I, I get up a little bit extra early in the morning just so I can have some alone time, some peace and quiet. And 
I was spending that time, you, typically the first thing I did when I got up was check my email. The second thing I did was check the bank account. The third thing I did was probably start scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, and usually ended up on Amazon. So about two months ago, I decided that that probably wasn't a useful way to spend my morning, that I would probably be better served doing something else, like maybe planning my day or planning podcasts or coming up with lectures. Anyway, so the first day that I got up to do this, I, I intentionally did not check my email. I didn't get on any social media platform. So I got down with my day planner and I planned my day, which took me all of about a minute. And the first thing my hand did was move towards my telephone to pick it up to do something. I'm not sure what it was that I was going to do, but I was there flipping it open to, I, I don't know, get on Amazon or, or Instagram or something. And so we do that type of reach for our cell phones and it's a habit we pick that thing up to do something and we don't even know sometimes what we're going to do but often we get sucked in to the social media and the next thing you know you have wasted 30 45 minutes an hour's time and how many times do we do that a day so I'm going to ask you to assess how you're spending your downtime and maybe think about making your visits to your social media platforms intentional visits. Only check it at lunch or, you know, let's not just be mindlessly flipping to that all the time because I think we lose a lot more time than what we realize. And for you guys in respiratory therapy school, that could be time spent studying or planning or spending time with other people in in the relationships that are important to us. Something that's beneficial and effective. So assess your time. And the last thing I want to talk about as far as assessment is concerned is assessing your level of anxiety. Okay. Because there's going to be anxiety that comes with this change. Um, I myself am a fairly anxious person. I worry about a lot of stuff. I spend a lot of needless time worrying about things, but that it, it is how I am. And, and I always like to kind of take it, take a step back and think, how am I handling that? And I typically handle anxiety by planning. I always have a to-do list going on. So I don't know where I really want to talk about how to not get anxious. I really want to spend just a little bit of time talking about what happens when you hit that point where you are absolutely overwhelmed and all you want to do is crawl into a very dark hole and cry your eyes out, okay? We've all been there. You're probably going to be there a time or two in respiratory school, and I want to tell you what I do at those times that helps me. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not giving any medical advice. If you have an anxiety disorder, you know, talk to your doctor about this. This is, this is not anything medicinal. This is what I do to control that overwhelmed feeling. So, all right, I do get that way. And it usually happens when I am at my office on campus. When I'm in my home office working, I kind of control what's going on around me. But usually I have this big running to-do list. And if things happen during the day and, and I don't start chopping away at that to-do list, 
it makes me anxious and sometimes it overwhelms me. And then here's how my mind goes. Oh my God, I got 72 things to do that I need to do in the next two hours. And then that thought leads me to think about, and I've got to pick up groceries tonight because tomorrow night we have company and oh, I need to think about what I'm going to cook for tomorrow night. And then that leads me to think about something that I've got going on next week that I haven't even planned for yet. And this thing just snowballs, right? And you're in the middle of this overwhelmed feeling and you don't even know what to do. So I'm going to tell you what I do. I stop and I breathe. Okay. Hey, we're respiratory therapists, right? Or soon to be respiratory therapists. We know the value in breathing. So I make myself stop. Now, I'm not going to tell you I stop for 15 minutes and meditate. I don't have time to do that because I got 72 things to do in two hours. I don't have time to stop and meditate, but I do have a minute. And that's what I do. I stop for a minute and I breathe six breaths. Okay, my, my thought process in the six is it will take me about 10 seconds to breathe in and out. I do six breaths. That's about a minute's time. So I'm going to tell you, make yourself stop, breathe in through your nose for a count of five, and then exhale through pursed lips for a count of five. Do that six times. For me, that counting is super important because if I can focus on those numbers, breathing in and breathing out for a minute's time, it shifts my focus away from all of those things that are causing me that anxiety and that overwhelmed feeling. Okay, so the first thing I do is stop and breathe six breaths. And then I assess how I'm feeling. If I feel a little bit more in control, I'll move to the next step. If I'm still feeling overwhelmed, I stop and I breathe another six. Okay, usually by two minutes time, I feel a little bit better. All right, so once you've spent that one or two minutes taking good deep breaths, the second thing I would tell you to do is write everything down. And I don't necessarily mean a to-do list, although if you want to make it into a to-do list, that's fine. But write everything down. All those thoughts that were running around in your head that were causing you such an overwhelmed feeling, just start listing them. Doesn't have to be pretty handwriting. Just write them all down because when you're writing them down, you're pulling them out of your mind. And if they can be out of your mind and onto a piece of paper, at least you can see what you're worried about. Okay, so write it all down. All right, and oftentimes when I do that, What's got me so worked up are, are really just maybe four or five big things I need to get done, but a whole lot of little picky stuff that doesn't really matter that much. All right. So write it all down. See how many things you're really stressed about. And then the third thing is pick one. Pick one thing you can do right now and get it done. Okay. Just one thing and get it done. And then once you cross that off the list, pick the second thing and get it done. And when I say this, these, this is going to be the low-hanging fruit, the stuff that's super easy to get done. And for me, the fact of getting little bitty things marked off that list lets me feel more in control. And for me, if I'm contro in control of a situation, I have 
much less anxiety. I don't feel as overwhelmed. So that's my advice for you as far as the overwhelming feeling. Stop and breathe. Write it all down and pick one thing and take action on it. Okay, so just a real quick recap of today's podcast. We're talking about assessment. First thing to assess is your relationships and have that initial conversation with those relation, the people in the relationships that are super important to you. And then periodically assess those relationships and how you are maintaining them as you're moving through respiratory school. Second thing that you want to assess is how you are spending your time. Are you spending a lot of time on social media? Are you spending a lot of needless time on your phone? If you can minimize that, you can use that time more effectively or efficiently in other places. And then the third thing that we're going to assess periodically is our anxiety level. And when we get overwhelmed, we're going to breathe, write it all down, and take action on one thing. All right, everybody, it's been a great episode today. Next week, join me and we'll talk about a little bit more about pacing yourself as far as commitment is concerned. And before I sign off today, I want to say thank you. Thank you so very much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe. You can find me on Apple, Google, or Spotify. You can find me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, or head over to my website, respiratoryhq.com. Until next week, go out there and invest in your future. See you soon.